Hey everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. As always, I'm your host, Coach Kelly Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. Actually, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. I have been on vacation visiting my family for this last week, and it's been absolutely amazing getting to see my grandkids and spend time with them. And I, uh, we had a beat Tennessee party. I'm a big Alabama fan, as you guys know, and uh, my daughter threw a party for me at the place where she works. So I got to see a bunch of my friends and and family members. We all went down there and shot pool and I had a book signing while I was there, which is amazing. And um, some people that had bought my book on launch day came up and gave me like this great big hug and said I had changed her life with the book and all of these amazing things. And I'm just super humbled and, and guys, like I kid you not, when somebody comes up and tells me that I changed their life by by sharing my story and being so vulnerable and transparent in my book, and that the tools that I gave them in the book, the, the applications that I gave them that I used for myself has really changed their outlook on life and helped them shift their energy and shift where it is that they're going. Like that warms my heart to no end. Like I, I, I just... I fight back tears every single time and I get all choked up because that was the whole purpose in me writing my book. If this is your first podcast of mine that you're listening to, number one, welcome to the awesome club. Uh, As I said, I am Coach Callie Tammy, Tammy Loftus. And if you don't know what my book is, it is called Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. It is available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. So you can look online and find that. And I share my personal story of overcoming childhood sexual abuse from both of my parents, uh, my mother and my biological father and teenage rape from my stepdad and depression in 09 where I had a stare down, a stare down with a bottle of sleeping pills. And that moment was very pivotal in my life. And I had a a friend called me and talked me out of something. He had no idea how bad that day was really going to be because, you know, the sleeping pills was on the nightstand and I had a bottle of water in my hand and I really just did not... I, I just wanted to go to sleep, like waking up and breathing every day generally pissed me off. And, you know, the only time I didn't hear the horrible voices in my head was when I was asleep and that was going to be my solution. And I'm, I'm very thankful to him for calling me that day. And um, it was a couple of years before I told him what that day was about because he remembered the conversation and um, it was I got cussed out again. So just there's that. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's not really what I want to talk about today. I I have a lot to talk to you guys about. And so this is going to be a great podcast. I just want to say thank you guys so much for showing up and showing out every week and and just listening to my podcast. And I love all the feedback that I get from you guys. It lets me know that the, the content material that I'm giving to you is really working. It's resonating with you. It's helping you move from where you are to where you want to be. And that's my whole purpose in that. I, you know, I'm a life coach. I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother. I'm a friend. I'm a sister. Uh, in, In my whole purpose in life is just to help hurt people heal. So whether that's giving you tangible tools through my podcast, you know, awakening your mind and giving you a different perspective on how to look at things and look at life and and giving you some tangible tools, whether that's one-on-one coaching. If you want to talk about one-on-one coaching with me, hey, hit me up, like DM me on Facebook, DM me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is at Tammy underscore Loftus. You can search hashtag Callie Tammy and I pop up everywhere. Uh, It is not hard to find me when you start looking, okay? Um, You can also email me or go to my website at TammyLoftus.com and you can send me a message through there and we can talk about what's going to be best for you. Uh, I'll get get all of that together and, and put it in the show notes for you guys. 
and I will post it on my website as the next event. Oh, speaking of events, for all of my peeps that are, that are in Atlanta, I have like this most amazing story. So last Tuesday, I was talking to some friends in Atlanta. And I've talked to her before. I was inter- She's the sister of somebody that helped me put my website together. And she is part of a charitable organization called Purses of Hope. Well, Purses of Hope, what they do is they get these purses together and they fill them up with women's feminine items and makeup and, and all of this stuff and give it to homeless women to give them some hope to help, you know, make their days a little bit easier, give them some resources and so on and so forth to help them get out of the situation it is that they're in. Well, we had talked a few months ago and the the ultimate goal Really, we, we, we just wanted to see how we could partner up together. She, my friend, Jason Williams, who is her, her brother, he had told her about my book and he said, like, you guys really need to talk. It would be really great if we could work out a deal and get your books in those purses when they give them out to the homeless. Because I think my book, or we all believe that my book would be an amazing tool to give each of them to let them know like, hey, you know, you're in a place right now where the only only way you can go is up. But you've got to make a decision that that's what you want to do. And you got to start taking responsibility for your life and quit blaming life for where you are. So that's the whole premise beside that. But uh, anyway, when she called, she had her business partner on the phone. We had an hour long conversation while I was getting ready to go to the airport to fly out here to Birmingham. And by the end of the call, I have, they booked me to be the speaker at their fashion show, fashion show next month, November 7th, no, not November 7th, November 16th in it, in McDonough, Georgia. Uh, it's, it's for Purses of Hope. I will put all the information there. If you are in Atlanta, I would love to see you come hang out with me, hear me speak, uh, help us with the charity event, bring your donation items. There we go. Uh, bring your donation items. Give a monetary donation. All, all, every dollar helps. Uh, it's women helping women, man. And that's that's something that we need to be more about. We shouldn't be we should not be beating each other up. We should not be cutting each other down. We should be lending a hand and say, hey, this is what I did. Let me help you. You know, we're, we're all we all in this thing called life. And we're, we're, there's enough for everybody. I promise you there's enough for everybody to go around. I am living proof that you can hit rock bottom and you can get back up. So and you can create an amazing life. I, like I, I sold everything I owned at the age of 50 and moved my happy ass to California on a hope and a dream. Like I had less than $700 in my bank account, found out I had a rear main seal leak in my car the day before I left Atlanta. And I went anyway, I had nowhere to live. I didn't know anybody and I didn't have a job when I pulled out of Atlanta. By the time I got to California, I had picked up three life coaching clients. I had doubled the money in my account. I had over $1,200 in my bank account by the time I got to California, which was freaking amazing. Then on top of that, I, as soon as I got into San Diego, January 4th, I get a phone call on January 7th about an interview at a gym and was hired on January 8th. I found a roommate before the end of the month and the rest is history. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it's so freaking amazing when you step out on faith and say, I'm doing this and I don't care how uncomfortable I am when I do it, but staying where I am is not good enough anymore. I know if I stay here, nothing's going to change. So I've got to get uncomfortable and move to that next level. And so that's, that's really 
what my book tells you. Like you can't stay stationary and expect things to change. Like that's the definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. It doesn't work that way. But I'm going to be the only speaker at this event. And like I said, it's called Purses of Hope. So you can go to pursesofhopeswithas.com. You can find out all the information there. I will put a link in my show notes for uh, the actual event with the event address and the flyer and all that other kind of stuff. And you guys can come out. I was I would love to see you there. There are vendor tables available. I do not know how much those are right now, but there, I know there are still vendor tables available if you would like to be a vendor at the event and or just come come out and support. See me speak. Bring your donation items. There is also a way to mail uh, donation items if that is something that you would like to do. I would so 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 appreciate you if you supported this cause. Uh, there's going to be a four city tour next year, and I. As it stands right now, I I believe that I'm going to be one of, if not the only speaker that goes to all four of these cities. And I'm so super stoked about that. I, I, I believe partnering with this organization is a beautiful thing. And I really believe in what it is that they're doing because, you know, we all hit rock bottom sometimes. We do. And everybody needs a leg up, man. Everybody needs to have hope. So that's what it's about. Let's uh and so today what I want to talk about is going I've got a couple of things that I really want to talk about. So one of them is, you know, you you can't find something if you believe it's lost. You know what I mean? You you can't be found if you're hiding. Like think about that. You can't be found if you're hiding. So what is that going to be about? We're talking about relationships again. Like everything in our life is about relationships. And there's, I think if we can heal ourselves enough, the relationships will heal themselves because you're, you're going to, you're going to stop trying to force your puzzle piece into a place that it doesn't fit when you're healed. I'm going to say that again. You're going to stop trying to force your puzzle piece or force a puzzle piece into a place that it doesn't fit, a.k.a. A toxic relationship. You're trying to put your puzzle piece and attach it to theirs and they don't fit together. Or you're trying to attach their puzzle piece to yours. You're trying to, you're trying to hold on to something that's not meant for you. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, yeah, I, I like think about this. That relationship doesn't fit. That hurt doesn't fit. That love doesn't, that love you give doesn't fit. The lies that they give, it doesn't fit. Holding on to a piece of a puzzle that belongs to somebody else's belongs on somebody else's board won't make it fit into yours. Maybe they came to teach you a lesson or maybe you were there to teach them a lesson, but they're not meant to stay and they're not to be your forever. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it hurts. But you can't find what you're looking for if you're looking in the wrong place. You can't find something if you believe it's lost. And you can't be found if you're hiding. All right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You can't be found if you're hiding. So let's take a moment. Let's listen to my awesome sponsors for this week. And we will be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so glad that you joined us or rejoined us. So be it after listening to my awesome sponsors for this week. And like I said in in the first half, you know, you, you can't be found if you're hiding, if you're hiding your heart, you're hiding your pain, you're, you're trying to mask it up. 
All right. So if you listen to last week's podcast, I use the analogy that if you don't start healing the hurts from the previous relationship, it's like putting hurt on top of hurt inside a suitcase. You know, you, you hear people say all the time, they're bringing a lot of baggage with them. You know, you need to drop your bags off at the curb. It's not drop your bags off at the curb. It's unpack that shit, man. Like for real, like if you keep piling hurt on top of hurt, on top of hurt, on top of hurt, pain on top of pain, on top of pain, on top of pain, and you're stuffing it into the same suitcase, eventually that suitcase is going to be so full and you've got the, the double straps on top of it and you're trying to keep it all in the suitcase so that it'll, that it'll all stay in there so you don't have to deal with it. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to talk about it. Well, you know what? If you don't deal with it, eventually that shit's going to explode. Whether it's with a, a relationship, whether it's with your parents, whether it's a friend, whether it's your children, there's going to be a trigger that's going to happen and you are going to explode because you haven't taken the time to heal. And I'm not just talking to women. Men, men do this just as much as women do. They just don't talk about it. They, men have been talked and fellas, like, yes, I'm talking to you directly. Y'all have been taught this bullshit lie that talking about your feelings makes you weak that admitting that you're hurt makes you weak, that crying makes you weak. That's all bullshit. You know what? I, I'm telling you right now, I want a man that is able to articulate and have a conversation and say, hey, what you said, or this is what happened. This is how it made me feel. What can we do together to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore? Like, why is that so hard? And I know that it's because we've listened to too, too long to society and the media and movies and radio and songs and, and whatever that looks like saying, oh, well, you weak if you do that. No, you're not. That makes you stronger. Oh, my God. Like, you know, to have a spiritual connection with your higher power and not be ashamed of that. Say, yeah, I'm very spiritually connected. I am grounded in my faith. I'm grounded in in my higher power and what it is that he's guiding me to do each and every day. I'm grounded in my relationship. I'm able to have an open conversation with my man or my woman and say, hey, this bothers me. This is why this bothers me. I know that this bothers me because of a past relationship. Can we talk about this and try and iron it out and work on it together so that we don't have to experience this again? Generally, that's all it takes. But at both parties, not just the man, not just the woman, both parties need to be able to have a conversation about their past. And fellas, you've got you've got to be in a place or we as women would love for you to be in a place where when we're talking about our past hurts and we're trying to unpack it and we're trying to heal, you can stand there with strength and you can help us unpack it and you don't judge us for our past. Do you know how much love that you're going to get in return when you can do that for us? Holy shit, dude. Like there is nothing that a woman wants and or needs more than a man that says, hey, I want to help you heal your past so that you never have to experience that again. And not, hey, leave your baggage at the curb because I'm not him and I'm not going to take the heat for what he put you through. Well, you know what? If you don't help her heal that wound, if you don't help her know that it wasn't about her, it was about him, that he hurt her because of the hurt he was going through, she's not going to heal and you are going to have to pay for some of that because she didn't heal before she got in that relationship. How about 
you making the woman pay for what the last one did to you, what your baby mama did to you, what your ex-wife did to you, whatever that looks like, because you didn't want to be alone. I know men deal with the same stuff that women do. We don't want to be alone because if we're alone or if we're single, then that makes people think that we're not lovable. We're too worried about what other people think and their opinion of who we are. Oh, why are you single? I wish somebody would tell me that I wasn't lovable or that I'm not good enough because I'm single. I got some choice words for you if that happens. I'm just going to throw that out there for shits and giggles. All right. So like, I, I hope you guys get that right there. So I, I, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier. You know, you, we've got to stop trying to force that puzzle piece into place if it doesn't fit. Okay, so and, and here in the last few weeks, I've been doing a lot of puzzle piece work with you guys because I really want you to get it. So I think it was about a month ago, maybe been four or five podcasts ago, I talked about everybody has their own life puzzle in this thing called in, in, in the universe. Okay, so the universe is all encompassing. Every person has a puzzle piece that fits into the universe that makes the universe whole. So think about that. The universe is all encompassing. All right. Every person has one puzzle piece that fits into the universe that makes the universe whole. Your puzzle piece is unique to you. Now, when you take your puzzle, and so your puzzle piece, nobody else can get what's on your puzzle piece. What's meant for you is engraved on your puzzle piece. That's for you. So what's meant for you is meant for you. Now, you can choose to take what's on there. You can, you can erase and add. Maybe something doesn't fit because you've grown. Our puzzle piece is ever changing. So like it's not something that is set in stone and say, Okay, I was born to a shitty family, aka me. My mom was a drug addict. She was abused. She was an abuser. I grew up in that life. I believed that sex was love, which jacked up all of my relationships all the way up to 2015. And I choose to be single because I know what it is that I want. I know my worth. I know that I'm good enough. And I know what I'm willing to accept or not. And I need a man that's going to be able to step up to the plate and say, I'm going to add to your life. I'm not going to subtract to it. I'm going to support your dreams and goals. And I'm going to help you achieve each, each and every single one of those, whatever that looks like. I'm going to help beneath the, be the wind beneath your wings to help you achieve that. I'm also going to hold you accountable for the days that you're acting like an asshole and you're not, you're not getting it done. On the days where you feel weak, I'm going to be your strength. On the days that you feel like you can't get it done, I'm going to remind you of what your purpose is. I'm going to remind you of your why, and I'm going to lock arms with you, and we're going to take that next step. Now, for a man to be able to do that, he's got to be healed, okay? He's not trying to fit his puzzle piece into a place that it doesn't fit. Right now, I want to talk to the ladies for just a second. So I want you to think about this. Now, we we are famous for getting out of one relationship and jumping right into another. Because, you know, you've heard people say before, well, hey, the best way to get over one is to get under another. I'm gonna call bullshit. All right. So I'm, I'm gonna say this out loud. I don't know who this is for. I wasn't even gonna go here today. But it just dropped down in my spirit as this needs to be said. Energy is attached to every human on this planet. We are all energetic beings living a physical experience. If energetic makes you uncomfortable, let's do spiritual beings. A spirit is energy. 
All right. So let's rewire it that way for you. If you say that we are spiritual beings living a physical experience, that spiritual being is energy. Okay. So if we are energy, everybody else's energy. When you have sexual relations with another person, you don't know who that person is. You don't know who they've been with. You haven't had a conversation. You're taking on their energy and all the energy that they have taken from everybody else. That energy attaches to you unless you're strong enough to reject or deflect. Not everybody is strong enough to reject or deflect because they haven't done their healing. Me, I would much rather be single and not take on anybody. Like I'm so sensitive to energy in my life right now. Like I can meet a man and I can know within five minutes if he's the one, if he's somebody that I need to entertain on more than just a coffee date. Because I'm so strongly connected to my inner being, higher power, my spiritual guidance, whatever. I, I trust my gut instinct. And so when I get that message, it's like, nope. Like there's, there's an instant energy barrier and I don't, I don't really have to do anything. They've got to feel it. You know what I mean? They, they feel it. So I'm going to give you an example. I went out on a coffee date. It's been over a month ago and it was somebody that I met on the dating app Bumble. So Bumble just got a free shout out today. Uh, I, I date online because it's more convenient. I'm not going to say that I don't, I wouldn't go out with somebody if I met them in person that that would happen, but I don't. I don't hang out in bars. That's not my scene. So, and, and me looking for the caliber of man it is that I'm looking for, he's not going to be hanging out in a bar anyway. So there's that. I met, I found his profile on Bumble and I had swiped left on him a couple of times, maybe even three times. And every time I went to swipe left, I kind of hesitated. And I was like, why, why am I hesitating? Because I really wasn't sure based on the pictures that he had posted, if I was really attracted to him or not. He had enough in his profile to give him a chance. And so that's, that's, I went more off of his profile and hoped that he looked at least as good as his pictures. Now, fellas, I'm just, I, I'm going to tell you this right now, put up current pictures. You know what I mean? Like me personally, if you make it out of the app and you get my phone number, I expect to meet you within seven to 10 days. If I don't meet you in seven to 10 days, we're not going to meet and it's going to be a wrap. I don't need to be on a dating app to get laid. Please believe that. If you don't look like your pictures, you've already shown me that you're dishonest and that you can't be trusted. And there is nothing else left for me to say to you. We're done. So he shows up. He recognizes me because I look just like my pictures. I keep current pictures up there all the time. I re-update my, my profile every two to three months. So everything on there is current. He shows up. I don't even recognize him in his picture. He looked like he was mixed. He looks like he was Filipino and maybe black. Cool. He shows up. He's definitely not Filipino. He's way darker than what his picture looks like. And he's put on 25 pounds. Like I couldn't, his face didn't even look the same. I'm like, I, it, it, I, he was like, Tammy, you look just like your pictures. And I was like, well, you didn't. We're having a coffee date. I wouldn't even let him buy me coffee because that didn't, like, what, what are you doing? You know, and then he wants to walk me to the car. Well, I'd love to take you to dinner. And I was like, yeah, no, I, we'll see. He's like, what do you mean? We'll see. That doesn't sound good. And so we get back to the car and I was like, I'm just not attracted to you. There's nothing about this that worked for me. There's no chemistry. There's no connection. There's no attraction. I, you know, if I went out to dinner with you, it would be his friends and nothing more. 
And, you know, most guys, when I meet them off of a dating app, they like me too much and they don't want to be friends because they're going to keep trying and I'm going to keep telling you no and you're going to get your feelings hurt. And he's like, oh, well, I'm okay being friends. This fool texts me more than I talked. He tries to talk to me more than I talked to my friends that I've known for 20 years. Like I talk to my friends one or two times a week, not every day. The only person I talk to every day is my daughter or my granddaughter. I'm going to throw that out there. But that puzzle piece, he's trying to force a puzzle piece into my puzzle that doesn't fit. It's not going to work. Now, if I looked at my puzzle piece back when I was in my darkness, 2009, 2010, I was ready to, to shred my puzzle piece. I was done. I was done. If you'd have told me 10 years before 2009 and 99 or 2000 that I was going to be a personal trainer in 2012, I would not have believed you. If you'd have told me that I was going to be living in Atlanta in 2000 and I moved to Atlanta in 2011, I would not have believed you. If you had told me that I was going to be a best-selling author, even in 2009, and I'd be a best-selling author in 2019, I would not have believed you. So there's a lot of stuff that happens. So that's what I'm saying. Your puzzle piece is ever changing. It's ever changing because of your personal growth or lack thereof. So your puzzle piece is going to be a mirror image of who you are in that moment. You either have a vision and have a dream. And so those dreams get imprinted on your puzzle piece. So what that dream is, that's the beginning place of what that puzzle piece is going to look like. Now, how it actually turns out is going to be different because it's ever growing because as you grow, that dream grows and it may manifest in a different way than what you originally saw it happening. But you can't force a piece of the puzzle into somebody else's puzzle piece if it doesn't fit. Quit hanging on to toxic relationships to not be alone. Quit like when you break up with somebody, don't turn around and go sleep with somebody else trying to not feel what you feel about the other person because all you're doing is adding to the hurt. All you're doing is packing more shit into the suitcase that you've got strapped down now that you're trying not to let it explode. How many nights do you lay there crying because you feel lonely or you feel not good enough or you wonder what you did to make him leave you? Think about that. And I, I, I know I'm poking the bear. I know I'm coming at you today. Well, I do that every week. So I don't know why that's any different today. I love you. <laughs> but you've got to understand, man, you cannot keep trying to force your puzzle piece into somebody else's puzzle. You can't allow them to try and force their puzzle piece, aka coffee shop, dude. He keeps trying to force his puzzle piece into my puzzle. And it's it's not a fit. And I finally had to tell him, I was like, dude, like I'm, I, I keep not responding to you. He's sending me devotionals and stuff. And I was like, I, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. You know, I was like, I, I appreciate you thinking about me. I appreciate you sending me these, but I don't read them. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, nothing to be sorry about. I'm just letting you know I'm, I'm not reading them. So you can send them to somebody that might. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're good. Not mad at you. I'm just letting you know that that's not my thing. So he kept trying to force his puzzle piece into my puzzle. He thought if he kept doing those things, doing those things, I would see that he was really interested and I would change my mind and I would like him anyway. That's not going to happen because our connection and chemistry was not already there. My attraction for him was not already there. That's got to be a part of the equation. I need to be attracted to you. I need to have some chemistry with you. I need to have a connection with you. The communication needs to be there. And that was the other thing that was off. You know, I've, I've spoken about this before. I have a genetic hearing disorder called cookie bite hearing loss. And I'm missing about 40% of 
my hearing in both ears. And it's the mid range tones, the speaking tone. So if you're whispering, or you're not facing me, or you're in the other room, I can't hear you. I can hear you mumbling, but I can't understand you. So you can't be turned away from me and me be able to have a conversation with you. And so while we were sitting there at the coffee shop, I kept telling him, it's like, dude, I can't hear you. You're going to have to face me, speak up. And like he kept turning and looking the other way, trying to talk to me. And then he was whispering. And literally, he's sitting less than a foot and a half away from me. There's no reason for that. And so when I get frustrated because you're not listening to me, you're not hearing me, you're not trying to fix what it is that's bothering me, there's no reason for us to continue having a conversation. Dating rules 101. Um, So you've got to... You've got to do your healing. You know what I mean? To me, being single means that you're so strong, you're so solid in your worth and knowing that you're good enough, you're not willing to lower your standards just to have somebody in your bed. Listen to that again. Being single means that you're so strong and you're so solid in your self-worth and knowing that you're good enough that you're not willing to lower your standards just to have somebody in your bed. That's just the truth, guys. Like you can't, you can't, you can't do that. And so if you're hiding from your pain, if you're hiding from your hurt, you can't be found by the mate that it is that you said you wanted. Listen to that again. If you keep hiding from your hurt, aka tucking it away in the suitcase, you keep hiding from your pain, aka tucking it away in the suitcase, you keep running from your past, aka tucking it in the suitcase, the mate that you want can't find you because you're hiding. What you're looking for can't be found if you believe it's lost. If you keep focusing on what you don't have, I don't know where my mate's at. I don't know where my forever is. I don't know where my soulmate's at. I don't know where my husband's at. Like, I hope I, I hope he finds me one day. To you, what you just spoke to the universe with those words is that you're hiding and he's lost. This isn't hide and seek. This isn't, you know, are, are you in the lost and found? You just want to be found by anybody that, that says, oh, let me pick somebody out of this box today just because they don't want to be alone either. Is that what you, you want to be in the lost and found? You just want to be picked out by whoever wants to grab you up? Is that it? No, man. That's not how that's supposed to be. It's not. And I and, and I need you to know that. I need you to figure it out. Like, stop playing these games. Stop trying to force the puzzle piece into a place that it doesn't fit. You know, there's going to be a lot of relationships that don't fit. And that's okay. Those relationships that don't fit, they're there to teach you a lesson or you're there to teach them a lesson. Either way, you both learn something. You learn what you don't want and you learn what you do want. And you got to move forward from that. That hurt doesn't fit. That hurt is there to teach you a lesson. That hurt is to show you what you don't want in your life anymore. And you've got to flip that around and say, okay, this hurt because of X, Y, and Z. I don't want X, Y, and Z in my life anymore. Was that hurt something to do with me or was that hurt something to do with them? Or was it because I didn't unpack my suitcase and I jumped into something too soon? That love you give to somebody who doesn't want it doesn't fit. A lot of you need to hear that. I'm going to say that again. That love that you give to someone who doesn't want it, doesn't deserve it, doesn't need it, it doesn't fit. And I did that for, I, I did that for the, for the majority of my adult life. Like I, I, I'm not even going to sit here and try in front and say it was just the 10 year situationship. No, 
like my 10 year situation, 10 year on and off again situation with Jason, I gave him love that he didn't deserve. I loved him because he saved me. I thought he was supposed to be my forever because he say, he called me on the day that I wanted to take a bottle of sleeping pills. He was there for a purpose. He was there to hurt me and help me. He was there to help help be the wind beneath my wings. He was there to help me build my foundation so I could stand on my own too, but he was never meant to be my forever. But I wanted to attach my forever to him because he was there on the darkest day of my life. The lies that he gave me didn't fit. But I accepted, I accepted them and I made excuses for them and blamed myself and said, well, if I hadn't have been smothering him, that wouldn't happen. If I hadn't have pushed him, that wouldn't have happened. He felt like he had to lie to me not to hurt my feelings because I was in a place. I was holding on to a piece of the puzzle that didn't belong to me. It belonged on somebody else's board. And me holding on to it and trying to force it into my puzzle... It doesn't make it fit into mine. Just because I want it doesn't mean that it fits in my puzzle. Doesn't mean that it belongs on my puzzle. He came to teach me a lot of lessons. He came to help me grow. He came to help guide me through challenges in my life. Now, am I going to say that he didn't love me? Absolutely not. Am I going to say that I didn't love him? Absolutely not. Both of those would be a lie. We loved each other just different. That's it. But he wasn't meant to stay and he wasn't meant to be my forever. And yes, it hurt, but it, and it took me a long time to figure that out. And it took a long time for me to be able to walk away from that. And, and now that I am away from him, now that we are not playing this game anymore, I feel so free and I've learned to heal in ways that I probably would not have been able to heal if I had not finally said enough is enough and walked away. And so there's going to be a time when you reach that person or that level in that relationship when you say, you know what, this doesn't feel good anymore. Every time I get hurt, it hurts a little deeper. You stop caring a little less. You stop caring whether or not you're together and you, you notice yourself looking in other places and you realize I couldn't be looking in other places if I felt whole here. You're, you're looking for somebody else to fill a void that the person that you're with is not feeling. Is that how a relationship's supposed to be? I'll wait. Let me answer that for you. No. Cut it out. So, like, you guys are awesome, and I, I really need you to get this. Like, I, I know I keep hammering the relationships and the puzzle piece, and, you know, you, you can't be found if you're hiding. You, you've got to quit hiding. You've got to start... You've got to start healing. That's where the hiding is. You're hiding your hurt. You're hiding your pain. You're hiding your frustration. You're hiding your past. And you think you can just ignore it and walk away. And it doesn't work that way. You've got to unpack. You've got to unpack all of that. It doesn't, it doesn't work, man. Like if you, if you've gotten my book, if you look at the cover of the book, I'm standing on top of the mountain, Cucamonga Peak, and I'm facing the title, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. I had the option to put the title behind me where it was behind my back. And I was like, you don't walk away from your inner victim. You have to face it. You have to face it and you have to challenge it and you have to, you have to break it down. You have to start taking responsibility for where you are. You have to forgive. You have to walk away and you have to love those people through it. And you've got to own your shit, man. 
Like you've got to start dreaming again, but you can't dream if you haven't gotten rid of the victim. You got to stop blaming people for where you are. Like you're responsible for you. You're responsible for where you are. I mean, like when you're inside the jar, you can't read the label. Like we get caught up in our own story. And when we're caught in our own story, we can't, we can't see from the outside in. And so like when you're reading my book, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now, like there's a chapter in there that says forgiving the unforgivable. Forgiving the unforgivable meant I was able to forgive my mom and my biological father and my stepdad for all the sexual abuse and the teenage rape. And people were like, how do you do that? And I was like, because I, I was able to step outside. I had already done a good bit of healing. When I first forgave my mom, I, I did it very selfishly. I did it very angry. Because I kept having the words in my head, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. I was on repeat in my head daily and the nightmares started coming back and I couldn't sleep. And my brother-in-law at the time was a pastor. And so I went and asked him, I was like, I keep hearing this. What is this? And he was like, yeah, it's true. Here it is in the Bible. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I, I don't believe she deserves to be forgiven. And he was like, okay, so here in the Bible, it says, you know, if your brother let's translate that to your mother. If your mother sins against you seven times, you're supposed to forgive her seven times. If she sins against you 700 times, you should forgive her 700 times. But what doesn't have to happen is you don't have to have her in your life. You don't even have to go to her and say, I forgive you. Now, it would be nice if you could do that. That would be a level of forgiveness that most people aren't willing or aren't able to do. But I needed some peace. I needed to be able to sleep at night. I needed the nightmares to go away. I didn't want to relive that anymore. And so I called her and I yelled at her. I was like, I just need you to shut up and listen to me. I need, I, I, I need some peace. I need some rest. So I'm going to say this out loud because I need to save myself. I forgive you for what you did. The Bible says, if I don't forgive, I won't be forgiven. So I'm taking the selfish route and I'm going to save myself. I'm going to forgive you because I want to be forgiven. I'm going to forgive you because I need to save myself. Now, I had zero belief and I didn't mean a damn word that came out of my mouth. And that's just real. But after I said those words, I started healing. I was able to remember all the good times that I had with my mom because there were there were several. My mom had some good best friend moments. My mom had some hero mom moments. You know what I mean? But like there was still a lot of hurt and pain. We had an on and on again, off again relationship. And that's okay. You've got to start focusing on what it is that you want. I mean, like when you focus on what is, you get more of what is. If you focus on the unknown, you focus on a goal, you focus on a dream, you focus on a vision, aka you're focusing on the unknown because you don't know what it's like to accomplish that goal or that dream or that vision yet, you're creating possibilities, the more you focus on, I can't, you stay in the situation that it is. You guys hear me say this all the time. If you say, whether you say I can, or whether you say I can't, you're right. Your subconscious doesn't know the difference between a truth and a lie. It knows what you tell it and everything you tell it is a truth. So if you want to sit there and say that I can't, then guess what? You can't. It's, it's not any more simple than that. We get so addicted and I'm going to say that again, we get so addicted to negativity and stress. And I know you're going to argue with me right now. Sit your little happy ass down and listen to me for just a second. We get so addicted 
to stress and to drama and to negativity. How do I know that? Because you go to bed thinking about the stress and the negativity and the drama and you wake up looking for stress, negativity and drama. You say you don't want it, but you keep attracting it because you won't focus on anything but the stress, negativity and drama. So I'm going to prove this to you. So think about it. You drive to work at whatever time in the morning you drive to work. There's traffic. Do you have road rage? How often do you get pissed off because somebody cuts you off and tries cut you off in traffic? Then you go to work and you tell everybody that will listen that this jerk cut you off in traffic. And now the rest of your day has been ruined because he made you mad on the way to work. Now, let's say you take a sick day or a vacation day. I'm not going to say sick day because I don't want you to speak that into existence. Let's say you take a vacation day. You don't have to get up and go to work that morning. You're awake because you always wake up at that time and, you know, you're you're going about your 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 day or whatever. The time that you would naturally be in traffic because you're going to work on that day, you get all pissed off for no reason. You look at the clock and you realize this is the time that you would always be in traffic. You have trained your body that that's the time for you to be angry, for you to be negative, for you to be looking for drama. And so your body has a visceral, has an actual physical reaction to that. And it's like, hey, I need my fix. I, I, I need to be angry. I need to feel the anger. I need to feel the drama. I need to feel the negativity. How many times have I told you guys that you have 60 to 80,000 thoughts that run through your head every day? How many times have I told you 75% of those are negative unless you've done something to change the status quo? If 75% of your 60,000 thoughts are negative, that means you have 45,000 angry ass thoughts running through your head on a regular basis. That means that you have trained your body that you are going to have negative thoughts, that you're going to have negative emotion, that you're going to have stress 75% of the time in your life. So if you've got all of that negativity, all that stress, and all of that drama in your life, 75% of the time, that is what you gravitate towards because that's what your body is used to. You're also going to attract those type of people in your life because that is what you're used to. So let's go, that, let's take that a step further. So if that's the type of people that you got in your life and that's what you keep getting and you say you don't want drama, well, you keep hanging out with the same people that cause drama. The only way to change hanging out with people that bring you drama is to change your circle of influence, change your circle of friends. But wait a minute, they're my friends. I'm not saying that they don't have that they don't have to be your friend anymore. How many times do you do things for them and they do nothing for you? They ask you to do something and you do it because you're good at keeping promises for other people. How how good are you at keeping a promise to yourself? When they when you turn around and ask them to do something for you, do they do it? Ask yourself that. Do the closest people in your life are they always taking? Or are they good at giving back? Ask them to do something that's going to make them uncomfortable and see what their answer is. Maybe one time it's scheduling. But what about the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth time? Is it always a no? Are they only your friend because you're doing something for them? Hmm. Why don't you try using the word no? Really? Try using the word no the next time they ask you to do something. My daughter's boyfriend's wearing a shirt today that says, first of all, no. Second of all, no. Like, Really? No should be your favorite word, unless it feels good to you. If you're doing something for somebody, it should be because you want to do it. It fits into your schedule and it gives you joy. If you're doing something for somebody because you only want them to appreciate you, you want them to like you, you're doing it because you value their opinion more than you value your own. 
doing something for them increases your self-worth. Let me tell you something, it does not. You have to want to do it. It has to give you joy without any expectation of anything from them. You don't want them to appreciate you. You don't want any, you don't want them to praise you. You don't want them to say, you don't care if they say thank you. You have no attachment at all whatsoever to their response to what you do for them. You're just doing it because it gives you pure joy to do so. And you expect absolutely nothing in return, period. If that's not the answer, when they ask you to do something, then your answer should be no. And I guarantee you, when you start saying no, your circle of friends is going to change. When those people start dropping off, you realize that the only reason that they were in your life was because you did things for them. Now, that's not a loss for you. That's a win for you because you know what happens when those people drop off that opens up your circle for God's source, higher power to bring people into your life that is going to add to your life and not take, take away from it. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you guys an exercise that we did in my 90 day soul challenge course. And this is about cultivating your inner circle and trying to figure out who's really for you in your life and who's not. So I want you to write down let's say the closest five to 10 people, the, the, the top 10 people that you spend the most time with, whether that's in person or online. And I say online because we spend so much time on Facebook and on Instagram. And I'm not saying go through every person on your Facebook friends list or every person on your Instagram feed. The people that you have notifications turned on where you follow them, like it's that you get a notification every time they post something, they are influencing you whether you admit to it or know it or not. They're influencing you by default on purpose. You've turned on notifications. You want to see what it is that they post as soon as they post it because they are doing something to feed whatever monster it is that you feed. Are you feeding the monster of negativity? Or are you feeding the monster of positivity? You know, my, there's not a monster of positive. I don't know. My, my positivity is monstrous. So um, depends on what, what words you want to use that. Are you, are you, so there's a story, a, a, an Indian, I guess, fable or Indian folklore, however you want to say that. So the, the child was asking the grandfather, he was talking about inside each of us, we have two wolves. We, ha- we have one wolf that is negative drama, stress-ridden, mean, evil, whatever that looks like. And then you have another wolf that is positive, uplifting, and, and trying to make humanity a better place. And there's a constant battle going on inside you, especially when you have not done any type of personal development. You haven't, set, you haven't found your vision. You haven't found your why. You haven't found your purpose yet. You have this internal battle between pleasing people and, and chasing your dreams. The little boy asked the grandfather, which one wins? He said, the one that you feed. That's true. If you feed your negativity, you get more negativity. If you feed positivity, you get more positive. So look at your friends, top 10, people that you hang out with, people that you have their notifications turn on and you, you, you consume their content regularly, every day, multiple times a day. Go back and look at their feed. Are they feeding you something positive? Or are they feeding negativity? Because whatever they're at, that's what you're feeding. You're getting negative vibes, you're getting positive vibes. That's feeding your soul, whether that's you're feeding the negative wolf or you're feeding the positive wolf. Which one are you? 
So beside each one of those people, you're going to put one of three symbols. You're either going to put an up arrow because they're uplifting you. They're feeding you positive stuff. They're supporting your dreams. They're holding you accountable to what you said you were going to do in the moment you said you wanted to do it. They're the people that are that are going to level you up and help you be a better person. <clears throat> you're going to put a down arrow beside the people that are takers in your life. Every time you're around them, their energy is negative. They're making you feel bad. They're drama ridden. They have nothing positive to say about anything in life. They're bitching, moaning and groaning about something. The third line is going to be just a flat line. They're what I like to call flatliners. I did a whole podcast on flatliners. They're people that are really just existing in life. They're neither negative nor positive. They do some positive stuff, but yet they still have some negative people in their life. If you do something positive, they're going to uplift you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, if you're doing something negative and you start on a negative train, they're going to join you. They're not, they're not trying to better their life in any kind of way, but they're not doing anything to subtract from their life in any way. They're what I, they're, they haven't found their purpose. They're just kind of existing in life. Those are what I call your flatliners. Now, be honest with yourself when you start putting those arrows. Don't put up arrows just because you want to have more positive people than you do negative. Be honest with yourself. Do you have more up arrows? Do you have more down arrows? Or do you have more flatliners? Put your name on there because you influence you every single day. What you consume on TV, on the radio, on podcasts, uh, the people that you hang around with, you are in charge of what content that you take in every single day. Nobody controls what you listen to but you. Nobody controls what you watch but you. Nobody controls who you hang out with but you. Are you a positive influence in your life? Are you a negative influence in your life? Are you a flatliner? Where are you? Again, all of this comes back to you can't be found if you're hiding. If you're a flatliner, you're hiding. If you're negative, you're hiding. And you can't be found. If you are looking for your soulmate, looking for means he can't be found. Means he's hiding. He can't be found. You want your soulmate to find you. And the only way he can find you is you've got to unpack that suitcase. You've got to heal those hurts. You've got to heal those core wounds. You have got to become the woman that your soulmate is searching for. You've got to become the man that your soulmate is searching for. And I say that because men, and I know I've got several men that listen to my podcast, you are just as broken as the women are. You just hide it better. You won't admit it. You won't allow people to see it. You can't be the best leader that you were born to be if you don't heal. You can't be the best CEO of your company if you don't heal. You can't be the best father unless you heal. You can't be the best boyfriend unless you heal. You can't be the best son unless you heal. You can't be the best spiritual leader in your church unless you heal. Hurt people hurt people. Healed people help hurt people heal. There's a path for all of us to take. You can't sit back and let life beat you up. You can't sit back and say, this is my lot in life. I drew this lottery ticket and it's a loser, so I can't be any better. I call bullshit. If you choose that life, then that's on you. That's it. If you choose that life, that's on you. You have to decide what it is that you want in life. And that's it. You've got to stop hiding. You've got to unpack your suitcase and you have got to heal. If you need help in your healing, search out the help. That's what I'm here for. So 
I love you guys to the moon and back. I really hope that you got something awesome out of this podcast today. I want you to stop holding on to the emotions of the past. Stop allowing your addiction to the negativity and stress to keep you stuck and believing that there's no way out or that you can't change because all of that is a lie. You can't predict your future from a negative space because you're going to create more negative space. You can't predict your future if you've got your head on swivel looking at the past. You can't create your future by feeling the emotions of the past. We will recreate everything that we have ever experienced. Only the names and faces are going to change. If you want to break this cycle, if you want to wake up happy every single day, if you want to enjoy life, if you want to believe that there is more to life, you have to take your power back. You have to fall in love with yourself and let go of all the bullshit that's been holding you back and stuck forever. It's time to create your life instead of just in, just existing in it. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you're ready, there's options. If you're ready, I have an online course that's right for you. Ladies, it's called the 90 Day Soul Challenge. Fellas, it's called the 90 Day Warrior Spirit Challenge. Do you have a warrior spirit? Are you ready to cultivate that? Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to become the strongest version of yourself? Are you ready to become the man that you were called to be? Are you ready to become the leader that you were meant to be? Are you ready to heal those old wounds so that you can lead your family? Are you ready to heal those old wounds so you could lead your company, lead your church, whatever that looks like for you? All of those are options. So I love you guys to the moon and back. I appreciate you so, so, so much. I will put the links to all of this awesome stuff that I have going on and that is available for you in my show notes. Thank you guys again so much for coming out each and every week and listening to my podcast. You guys are amazing. We have a couple of weeks left before I hit my one year anniversary. We are at roughly 8,500 downloads. Uh, we have 1,500 more to go. I would love, 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 love. Love, 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 love. I, I'm going to love you forever anyway, but I would love you even more if you would take a screenshot of this podcast and share it on all of your social media, post it in your stories and tag me at Tammy underscore Loftus on Instagram or at Tammy Loftus on Facebook and let me share it in my stories. Let me give you a shout out. I really want to help the whole world heal. They, everybody needs to hear this. Everybody needs to hear this and I need your help to spread the word. So um, love you guys to the moon and back. I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you soon. Bye bye now.